0: Uh, I don't know if in your drive time, your jog time, your pick your nose time, whatever time you're on right now, I am both on Facebook Live and podcast because this is such a special thing I wanted to talk about and I really want to talk fast, Um, but y'all, I I promise I try, but sometimes it just goes longer than it should, but anyways, I have, I want to encourage you big time, if you don't know where you are this year yet on your quiet time, there's a couple different things, of course, I would encourage you um, to pick up my book if you need some space to get in the word and get let it start moving you. I think that would be a good good place for you to start. I would love to help you and walk through that with you if you need some some movement. But let me tell you where I am. Uh, myself you know there's been um, this talk for a long time about reading the Bible in a year I am one who is always pulled back from that because to be honest with you it feels like it gets a bit badgy if you know what I mean like um, I read my Bible in a year and and well I don't think this is the attitude of every person ever I want to be careful with myself that it's not just a checklist thing and y'all i like to explore i like to get lost in the bible and i also am a person who is a checklister and so if i feel like i'm going off point then i'll get all upset at myself and then i'll end up quitting and if you remember a thing i posted yesterday talking about perfectionism gives way to procrastination and so if you hang up your perfectionism the procrastination will quit that's such a powerful statement right there so anyways i am doing the bible in two to three years i'm giving myself all the time that i want and i'm sort of traveling around doing all these different things at the same time and it's really amazing though how it all comes back together because the lord does that so where i was at this morning This is past the spot in Genesis where um, the flood has come. And then in Genesis 10, it's like the rebuilding of population. Y'all start thinking, these poor women, like they were having to crank out some babies to create tribes. I don't know. (laughs) It's crazy. But anyways, you move over into chapter 11 and then you see where the people are joining together. And they're like, hey, let's get these materials and let's build this wall up to the heavens and so we can get closer to the heavens and um it's interesting because the materials that they use i did a little commentary search the materials that they used are waterproof materials and it it see it shows there they say come let's let us make a name for ourselves and so you can see that ourselves that pride that rising up and so then the lord comes back and he scatters them he gives them all a different language this is the point where they all spoke the same language they have different languages. They can't understand each other. He scatters them. And, of course, tribes are built. And 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 then, of course, this gives way to the lineage of Abram. And then, of course, here comes the Savior after that. But um, it was really important, though, that we look at why God came in and scattered them. It wasn't just a punishment because He he really does discipline those he loves. Uh, but it was also out of his mercy because if they were to have been able to build an, into the heavens the, this tower. They would have become self-sufficient, and they would have been able to take on everything uh, for themselves, or so they thought. God knew, though, that what it would do is that they would then, I mean, for lack of a better word, implode. Um, we're not able to live. We're not able to sustain ourselves. So He, in His mercy, comes and relieves us. And, you know, I was talking to a, a sweet girl here at a workout a little bit ago. And we're talking about how you ever you going along a way, and you feel like you're doing really well, and then all of a sudden you come up against something like having to have a hysterectomy, or uh, you have a family um, uh, emergency. COVID you know whatever you can put a million different things in this spot right here and the Lord uh, gives way to uh, gives us way to that so that out of his mercy he can bring us into a space so then why then did he come uh, what was one of the points there about them having waterproof material sorry I'm trying to double back and catch that in it's because God had told them he would never bring another flood but they didn't trust that they got waterproof material because they didn't trust there wouldn't be another flood And There's this quote by um, Jackie Hill Perry that has just stuck with me. It's so important. I, I wrote it big in my journal here. The area where you are disobedient is a manifestation of what you don't believe about God. The way you live bears the fruit of what you actually believe. God in all of his mercy will turn you over to yourself so that you can break through those areas of disobedience you know we keep praying for this breakthrough and you know let's define breakthrough breakthrough is not give me a breakthrough so i can get the big check so i can get the car so i can lose the weight so i can i mean this is that is that's bogus The breakthrough that we need to be praying for is that we learn more about Him. And if we want to be mood setters in this world, it has to be based on a relationship that doesn't just um, go to church and make the casseroles and do the things. This is a relationship where you know Him. And because you know Him, you have to be obedient. And it's not this, have to be, it's a have to be. I get to, I want to. And you can stop saying, God, I got this. And you say, I totally don't got this, God. The the Lord brings us all to a place where we have to say, go and read Psalm 107. I'm obsessed with Psalm 107. Go and read it because you see what he does. For those uh, who are living in self-sufficiency, he brings a storm so that you can no longer be willing to say, God, I got this. (laughs) Okay. The area where you are disobedient is a manifestation of what you don't believe about God. And quick, quick note here: if you look at Eve, she, uh, when Satan came to her, she said, uh, "I, um, uh, God told us that we couldn't eat or touch the fruit uh, in the garden." And God didn't tell her she couldn't touch it; she only told He only told her that she couldn't eat it. So we recognize the very first space we allow Satan or we assist Satan. To divide our hearts and confuse us is when we do not know what God says. Get in your word, whether it be my book, whether it be reading the Bible in a year, two years, three years, or just sitting down with some Psalms and asking the Lord to show him, saying, there's no way that I can understand this without you. Whatever it is, go for it. There is life. It's bubbling water. All right. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye.